Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. Alafia, Hotep, Assalamu alaikum, Shalom, Namaste, peace and blessings with much love. I'm your host, Barbara Wesley Gray, speaking to you live on our Grassroots Holistic Health Talk Radio Show. And I send greetings to everyone throughout the world, especially throughout the African diaspora. Along with my wife, I'm uh, speaking with you uh, about our show today which is featuring a topic that I'm sure has worldwide interest. This is part two from last Sunday, and, and, and we are sure that you will find information that we have to share, and others who would log on to our chat room and call in, that you will find that this information is to be a benefit to you and those in your family and circle of influence. But I would begin by acknowledging, I have to acknowledge the most high and our ancestors for assisting us in this endeavor, for allowing this show to take place. We thank our ancestors and elders. We thank and, and praise the Orishas, the guardians, the angels, the deities, and all of those forces which you might find to be relevant to your religious orientation or spiritual persuasion. And we ask that they give us guidance today uh, this afternoon during this show that we can say things that need to be said and to be able to inspire and empower each other. I must also preface that I am not a medical doctor and I'm not giving medical advice on this show, even though I will be touching upon things that will be holistically beneficial in terms of healing our body and also providing protection so that we can enhance our immune system to deal with this coronavirus uh, crisis that we're navigating, and I just wanted to emphasize that. We recommend that you consult with your doctor before using any products or recipes or suggestions they, that may be shared on this show. Before I go any further, I'd like to uh, introduce my wife, who's sitting here next to me, and then we can continue. Hi, hon. How are you doing? I'm great. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today. As my husband said, this is part two of a conversation that we started last week regarding navigating the coronavirus. And hopefully, most of us are following the mandates put out by our officials, such as stay home unless you absolutely, absolutely, absolutely have to leave the house. And if you do, then please take every precaution that has been recommended by our elected officials. And my husband and I are going to be talking about some precautions of our own that we haven't really heard on the um, news. And we just want to share them with you. Will they work? Will they not work? <laughs> we don't know. But we're, we're just sharing. So this is just a conversation, being that we're all kind of homebound, and uh, hopefully you're also passing the word along to friends or loved ones who might not be staying home, who might be, 
you know, outside in a frivolous way. Hopefully you're reminding them as gently as you as gently but firmly as you can that we're all supposed to be staying home so that this pandemic can um be taken care of as soon as possible. So anyway, that was a long greeting. Back to my husband. <laughs> yes, I'm happy that you mentioned that the piece about people staying home. Uh, where we live at, the sun is shining very bright. It's you know the first day of spring was it yesterday or uh, Friday? Um, yeah, yesterday. So people may have the illusion that oh, since it's a nice day, and you know you have this social distancing in, in place, and they said well I can go out today and uh, and not be of any uh, uh, any risk as it were to themselves or to any other person that comes into their particular sphere of uh, six feet away from them and so forth. But invariably, uh, you find that people will um, have that on their mind, and then as they meet someone, because emotions is always in play, and if you've been in a house like my wife and I, we've been home, you know, isolating ourselves for about, what, three or four days? I think the last, the only, the only day that I went out was Monday because I had to go to my office. Um, they were giving us laptops yeah. so that we could work from home. So I went, I did what I had to do, came back, and I have not been out since. Yes, and during that process, we were very diligent and 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 very uh, certain about um, bringing wipes with us. Uh, wiping down our car. Um, when she came into the car, we wiped down everything, the, com the laptop computer. I then thought about the knobs, uh, the handles on the outside of the door of the car. We cannot be uh, too uh, overcautious. I think that's the word. We have to be as cautious as possible yeah. with wiping down anything that we come in contact with or that we might anticipate someone else has to come in contact with. Absolutely. Yeah, we found we out. Don't know. You know, it's just amazing. As day each day goes on, we find out more and more about this virus. We don't need to be in a state of fear, uh, but we need to be in a state of caution. Uh, we cannot emphasize that more. And I, further on the show, we will discuss those uh, uh, types, the types of cautionary uh, procedures you should have incorporated within your lifestyle. And it seems like this might be a lifestyle that will uh, perpetuate and continue for uh, not just weeks, but months. And, and indeed, some of them, uh, I would uh, dare to say we should have them as part of our lifestyle uh, habits for the rest of our life. Uh, because catching the flu, we all have, we know about the common flu. Well, the, the flu is is uh, not as serious as coronavirus, but it is a flu. And if we were to practice these habits that we're incorporating in our day-to-day uh, -day life, many of us would not even catch the flu. So uh, without, any, without digressing, I'd like to, uh, at this point, review uh, what we shared last week about what is the coronavirus. Uh, we have people that are logging in, and, of course, those of you who are logging in through the Internet, we have a chat room. And uh, please feel free to share your thoughts and comments. And also, those of you who are listening, uh, please uh, feel free to call in. And that call-in number is 516-416-1111. Uh, uh, 
I repeat, that's 516-453-9459. And I just want to mention, um, the, the shows are archived. So yes, when yes. you get a chance, you can listen to last week's show if you need to catch up with what we were talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, uh, this is our 205th show. Uh, I've had this show on for the past 10 years. And uh, we just, uh, I just re- revamped uh, airing the show uh, recently. And uh, I'm going to be airing the show uh, every week, at least once a week, on Sunday at this time at 3 o'clock. So please stay stay tuned every Sunday afternoon. And then I will be notifying people when I will be doing shows even during the week. And uh, my email address is Baba, that's B-A-B-A, Wesley, W-E-S-L-E-Y, Gray, 1943 at gmail.com. That's Baba Wesley Gray, 1943 at gmail.com. And I have a website which I'm going to uh, share with you. That's uh, uh, drumsofchange.com. That's drums, D R U M S of O F, change, C H A N G E.com. I will have a link on that page uh, by tomorrow which will be specifically for the for information regarding the coronavirus and any updates that I will have and, and extra information that I felt, feel rather that you might find to be beneficial. Again, uh, I was about to mention what is the coronavirus. For those of you who may not know, I'm sure that most of us do, we have an idea. And I, I'd like to share a report that was uh, shared with me by a friend of mine, a Facebook friend actually, uh, Brother Larry Hubbard. And he states that, uh, as some of you may recall, when he was a professor of pathology at the University of California in San Diego, he was one of the first molecular virologists uh, in the world to work on the coronavirus in the 1970s. So indeed, uh, this is not the first uh, discovery of uh, coronavirus. He states that uh, being the first to demonstrate the number of genes that the the virus contains, and since then he has kept up with the coronavirus field and his multiple clinical transfers into the human population, such as SARS, MERS, and from different animal sources. The current projections of this this expanding uh, in the United States are only probable due to continued insufficient worldwide data, but it is most likely to be widespread by the mid to late March and April. Well, this was written uh, March 3rd, at least it was shared with us March 3rd. Now, he's saying that here's what I have done and the precautions that I take and will take. These are some of the same precautions I currently use during our influenza seasons, except for the mask and gloves. No handshaking, just a fist pump, a slight bow, elbow bump, etc. It suffice. Uh, my wife and I, we clasp our hands and bow and greeting. And use only a knuckle to touch light switches, elevator buttons. Lift the gasoline uh, dispenser with a paper towel or use a disposable glove. I'm going to go back to that. And along with the, having a paper towel, one should keep in their car 
or in, on their possession, they give either a very small bottle of isopropyl rubbing alcohol, you know, anything that contains alcohol, for that matter, if you cannot get access to that, and, and, and pour that onto your uh, paper towel, and that would give you more insurance in terms of not transferring the virus. Open doors with your closed fists or hip. Do not glass, grasp rather the handle with your hand unless there is no other way to open the door, especially important on bathroom, post office, and commercial doors. Use disinfect, disinfectant wipes at the stores when they are available, including wiping the handle, the child seat, uh, and on the grocery carts, etc. And the handle, that's the handles on the carts. And do that before and after so that indeed the person that uses the cart after you, if they don't have the facility to do uh, the wiping and so forth, at least they can be assured that they're handling a cart that may not have the virus. Well, I, well, we both found out some time ago, there was a survey that we were looking at. I, I don't remember the name of it, but uh -huh. if I can recall the name of it, I'll just post it so that people can read it for themselves. But way before coronavirus even surfaced, at least, you know, this current strain. Yes. Remember we read an article about how shopping carts are the biggest culprit for bacteria, yes. and I hadn't thought about that. And um, for a while after that, when we would go shopping at the Price Club and whatnot, I would kind of cringe when I, when I would remember. I remember they said, you know, the shopping yes. cart and uh, the seats and whatnot mm -hmm. that the children sit on. And, you know, and it just, it's just a Petri dish, a large Petri dish yeah. of bacteria. Very, so very some of these, some of these, you know, again, um, not to, some of these, not to um, go over what everyone's hearing on the news, but um, you know, some of these are common sense things. And those of you who are listening, please feel free to to um, press number one on the phone and talk to us about things that we might not be familiar with, because every news station on the television talks about using the wipes and being careful and all of that. But do you have any creative ideas? Do you have things that, that's not being said that you wouldn't mind sharing with us yes. and our listeners? Yes. But I just thought of that. You know, I just thought mm -hmm. of that article about the, um, when you mentioned the shopping carts. That's, you know, people have been talking about that for quite some time. That's an excellent point and an excellent reminder. Yes, we, we tend to wait until we have a crisis before we start following certain health advisors. Uh, adv uh, advice, and indeed, I think now our culture is changing uh, socially, economically, politically, spiritually, and those are things that we would we want to address on this show. Uh, and and of course, we're always open for people to call in and to give their take. But yes, just this whole notion of being able to shop for your essentials. Is a piece, and and we found out that indeed uh, a lot of them happening. I'm on this thought that a lot of us live in communities that have bodegas, that have uh, delis, and uh, they're not necessarily concerned with uh, following the rules because they're dealing with trying to make as much money as possible as quickly as possible. So they will allow people to not engage with the uh, the rule of social distancing so that indeed they can get people in and out. And then, of course, we have some people who are very conscious, and that's, this includes supermarkets, franchises, 
where they do have rules where people cannot walk in without wearing gloves and without wearing a mask. So we, and we have to be mindful that these places also are a, a as my wife is saying, a petri dish uh, type of environment because it's cold, and and the virus you know can maintain its life uh, span within cold temperatures. Uh, that's another discussion because as we go into the summer. Indeed, there is a feeling that this virus might not be as prevalent as it is within temperatures. I don't, I don't know the, the degrees yet. Uh, that's something that we have to research more. But the, the virus cannot really maintain its longevity in very hot weather. But that doesn't say that you negate being, you know, taking the, the cautious uh, uh, steps in terms of uh, eliminating yourself from being contaminated. Uh, by the virus or contaminating others. Now, let me just go on with, Dr. with Brother Hubbard's rather uh, statement. And he's talking about washing hands with soap for 10 to 20 seconds or use a greater than 60% alcohol-based hand sanitizer whenever you return home from any activity that involves locations where other people have been. I just read this morning an anecdote of someone saying that you should be considering washing your hands as if you just picked up a piece of jalapeno hot pepper and that you were about to hand you your contact lens to place in your eyes. How long would you wash your hands to make sure that your hands are not contaminated and that you wouldn't burn your eyelids? Exactly. And, and, and you know, the thing of it is that some of this is just proper Hygiene, like we should be doing this anyway. Yes, yes. You know, I remember, I remember years ago. <laughs> I remember years ago, my mom had said to me about touching money, and you should wash your hands. The money is dirty, and I didn't think of it that way. But with the coronavirus, this virus can linger on money. And I yes. know you were talking with um, a family member as far as um, handling money. You know, who who. Um, drives a taxi, mm-hmm. and uh, even though, you know, most of it is done by credit card, some of the customers, you know, might give him a tip in cash. Yes. And uh, we were just talking about that, how the bacteria and viruses and things it lingers on, on money. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a very important point. I mean, I just read this morning someone who said that money, you shouldn't be concerned with it, you know, that, and, and I said, hmm, well, where is, this pe- where is this person coming from politically? Where is this person coming from? From economic for his or her economic uh, orientation. But what did they you say? Know, they said that you don't have to be that concerned about money transferring germs. But did they say that why? Because well, because it doesn't it doesn't hang on to to that type of paper for so long. Whatever they didn't get in in depth, uh-huh. but they just made that blanket statement. Okay. So uh, I'm saying this to say that we have to use critical thinking. Mm-hmm. We don't have to wait for the experts to tell us uh, to give us. Uh, common sense. Exactly. You know, we just have to use our own common sense. Exactly. You know, and 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 use what uh, our, our our grandparents, and grandma, who who washed clothes for us, who cooked food for us. Exactly. You know, unless you're dealing with uh, indeed, like my wife and I, we're both vegetarians, so we don't eat meat. But I didn't even know until several years ago, well, many years ago actually, that if you are eating chicken and other meats that you have to be careful in terms of the potential of, of, of transferring 
uh, what, what they call a salmonella. Yeah. You know, that's that's a bacteria. Right. Which can be very deadly. And you have to make sure you wash your counters and, and yes. your sink and, yes. and, you know, of course, your uh, utensils after you finish cleaning and, and cooking. Absolutely. Chicken and meats and things because that, you know, those uh, bacteria, they linger on surfaces. Absolutely. We, we have to be, even those of us who are vegetarians, you have to watch your vegetables. With, we use apple cider vinegar to watch our leafy vegetables, and, and or actually any vegetable for that matter, because we don't know whose hands have been on these, who's been handling this food. If you saw the way, and, and not to gross anyone out, but sometimes you have to gross people out yeah. to give a mental picture for people to really understand, because otherwise people might minimize the effects of uh, things that people do, but in some of the warehouses and some of the packing industries and whatnot, um, people are walking around and they'll actually spit on the carton of vegetables. Wow. Wow. You That's know, and it, it, they'll, they'll spit on it and like, you know, who knows what that person might have or how long it might linger on the vegetables, but just, you know, like you had said, like what our moms and our grandparents mm-hmm. did, um, they were very clean. They practiced cleanliness. And come on, if you're, you know, if people are walking around in the dirt and pulling up vegetables from the ground and, you know, mm-hmm. doing what they need to do, you know, they're walking, they're spitting on the ground, they're spitting on the vegetables. Mm-hmm. Because some yeah. people just are not proactive enough to say, this is something I should not do. They might just do it. Absolutely. Right? And so to safeguard yourself, be as clean as possible with whatever you're going to ingest into your system. Yes. And I'm happy we're on this topic about food. Uh, I just had this thought come to mind, and I shared it with you um, last night, hon, regarding food delivery and also takeout food. You know, we have here in New York City that all restaurants are are not allowed to have people eating in. They can only be takeout service Mm -hmm. or delivery. Mm -hmm. So when you mentioned, they didn't mention anything in terms of uh, being cautious and having wipes and alcohol and with paper towels to wipe off the bag that you receive, to wipe off the container that the food is in. We tend to have, when we're in that environment of food, we tend to assume that the cook or that the person, the proprietor, is actually exercising the, a, 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 a cleanliness uh, that is beyond exception because it's by law um, the Food Drug Administration that they have to wash their hands. No, no, no. Cannot make that assumption, and especially now. So we have to be proactive in terms of anything that comes from anyone's hand, especially food, that we do as much as we can to assure that it's not contaminated with the virus. When food is being delivered, uh, I know that many of us uh, at certain, in certain age groups, whether you're an elder or a younger adult, that we're having food delivered. And we don't know the habits of that person, whether he or she is exercising good health habits. Hey, look, by accident, the delivery person, because, you know, I don't think most people would intentionally do anything. Right. But, every, you know, everyone is human. Yes, indeed. And I feel that the delivery person, by accident, getting out the car on their way to knock on your door, ring your doorbell, mm-hmm. they might sneeze. Mm-hmm. on the bag or sneeze, say if it's a pizza and they're delivering a box, they might sneeze on the pizza box, mm-hmm. okay? What if they're infected? We don't know because, as we know, 
most of the people in New York or whatever region you happen to reside in, most of the people have not been tested because there just simply isn't the capacity yes. to test that volume of people. Yes. So the person delivering your food may be infected, not realize it, sneeze on the box, and you take the box and uh -huh. say thank you and give them a tip and go on, right. and now you opening the box mm -hmm. and, you know, putting the food on your plate, putting mm -hmm. the pizza on your plate or whatever you ordered, and so now, you know, there's the uh, propensity for you to be infected. Yeah. So we don't want to be fanatical about it. We don't want to be extremely hypervigilant or, you know, like we're, we're, like we're walking around with our coats above our head and, and just freaking out. It's not about that, but it's about the what if. Yes. And then within the what if, you have to do what makes you comfortable, but in making yourself comfortable, you also have to think about the people around you because this is, this is a pandemic. It's not something, this is not individual or personal. Mm -hmm. Everyone needs to adopt the highest standards of care, even if they don't care about themselves, even if they don't believe they can be infected, at least care that most people believe that this is very real, very big, you know, that we can all be infected. So even if you don't care about yourself, at least think about other people. Yes. And adapt the highest standards of preventive measures. That Absolutely. We can. Yeah. Absolutely. The the transferring of food, and uh, again uh, going back to the, the, the delivery person, mm -hmm. he or she is receiving a tip. Uh, they might have a lot of other trips to make, so they're in a rush. Yeah. So in the course of that energy. And they want to go home. And they too. want to go home too. So they might start off being very cautious, but as their route gets more intense mm -hmm. and, and they're trying to meet their deadlines and meet their quota or get as much as many tips as possible, they're going to sometimes forget to they do what forget. they need to do. And again, they're taking money from other people. Right. So those other people who we don't know if they've been in isolation or what their lifestyle has been, they could be handing the, that person infected money. Exponentially, uh, one customer could cause several people to become infected. Absolutely, because this is a very unique virus. Uh, I have on my website uh, at Facebook, Barbara Wesley Gray, uh, on Facebook, I have a, a video that was very descriptive, shared with me this morning, and it explains um, the coronavirus and what you should do. But it also gives a, this, a scientific description of the virus. So many of us understand the peripheral uh, information about the virus, but I think it behooves us to really, as much as possible, get into the science of it and how the virus is different from other viruses, how it uh, infects the, the cells within, within the lung, and, and eventually our immune system overreacts and tries to get rid of that, that virus, but along with that, it's killing healthy cells, and then, of course, once the lungs are infected, then the whole body gets infected. So that's why they recommend that you have a certain amount of days. I've heard 15 days. I don't know exactly. We have to do our research on that. And, and uh, one, cure, uh, doesn't fit, one, one cure doesn't fit all, and that depends on if you have any mitigating uh, illnesses and uh, health challenges in terms of how that would be determined. Again, as I said at the start of the show, all the information that we're sharing with you, we're not medical doctors, and we recommend that you consult with your doctor before following any advice and any information that's shared on this show. 
Um, with that being said, we're going to take a short break. And, of course, those of you who are listening, please, please feel free to call in. And uh, that number is 516-453-9459. And also we have a chat room that you can access on the Internet at uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash grassroots holistic health. Please hold on. To continue with uh, Brother Hubbard's uh, uh, email that he sent us, he goes to talk. He goes on to talk about latex and nitrile latex disposable gloves for use when going shopping and using the gasoline pump and all outside activity when you come in contact with contaminated areas. The virus is spread in large droplets by coughing and sneezing, which most of you know. This means that the air would not infect you, but all the surfaces where those droplets land are infectious for about a week on average. So at one time we were told it was hours mm-hmm. and then days, mm-hmm. now and now we week? talk about a week. I didn't hear about a week. When, yes. did, when did that come up? Yeah, that's the, the last week Oh my goodness. that assessment came. Oh, my goodness. So yeah. everything that is associated with infected people will be contaminated and potentially infectious. That's a really big So this virus on surfaces, and you will not be infected unless your unprotected face is directly caught on or sneezed upon. So, and that's a propensity that can, that can be, um, you know, exponentially uh, enhanced by whatever area you walk into. Now, I'm going to talk about the fact that those of us who live in high-rise apartments or buildings that have elevators, that one might walk into an elevator, you don't know who was in that elevator before you walked in. And if you're walking with other people, then again, that negates the whole social distancing uh, concept. It's difficult. So it's very difficult. So later on in the show and other following shows, I will be talking about the importance of exercise. Because, yes, many of us uh, are into have embraced the societal um, notion uh, not notion, but the societal orientation of instant gratification. Therefore, we take the car to go to the grocery store. We take the bus to go about three or four stops or three or four blocks even for that matter, and we don't have enough exercise in our life. Well, we must understand that indeed, along with eating healthy foods, uh, having a healthy diet, that exercise is of utmost importance. So, if you're in a house, or a building rather, that requires that you take an elevator or you live up a certain amount of flights that you feel like you want to wait for an elevator, 
that you might want to get to the point where you're contemplating walking up the stairs to your apartment or, or where you reside. Or if you happen to go to work, doing the same thing, depending on the laws that are uh, invoked within that building. But yes, by exercising, now what you're doing, you don't have to walk your half an hour a day, which I recommend. You don't have to walk a mile or whatever the distance is that, that would uh, cover that time. By walking up the stairs, now you're getting that exercise. And if you keep doing that, within a matter of weeks, you know, your body is going to be more healthier than it has ever been in terms of mo uh, your muscle tone, etc. So, uh, again, we, we have to take a bad thing, or what is considered to be a negative, and as much as possible, turn it into a positive. I um, wanted to share with you that regarding exercise, there are certain exercises, uh, being that I'm a senior citizen, uh, that I found to be very beneficial. Uh, I've been practicing martial arts for the last 40 actually for the last almost 50 years. And I, I'm not a black belt, uh, don't have any, any uh, ranks and all that, but I've, I've experimented and, and ex exposed myself to different types of art form, martial art forms. And I'm currently engaged in, in, uh, in uh, Qigong and Tai Chi. And I didn't find out until recently that along with the benefits of muscle toning and it being so much, I'm talking about Qigong, being somewhat of a, a meditative martial art, that indeed there are certain exercises that it incorporates that benefits the lungs. So I encourage everyone listening to go on uh, to YouTube and um, uh, key in Qigong. That's Q-I-G-O-N-G, Qigong. And um, it's not one of key in the word lung uh, or the word breathing. And you can benefit so much from this particular exercise. You have to stand on your feet normally to do the, the rudiments. It's about maybe uh, seven or eight different forms of movement. But if you are not mobile and you can't stand up, you can actually sit in a chair and, uh, and do this exercise. And then also you might want to entertain going uh, to YouTube and keying in Tai Chi. And uh, you will find that that can be a benefit to you as well. Uh, there are more movements within that, but it's a very calming uh, exercise. It's a muscle toning exercise, martial arts, and also it has certain aspects of self-defense. And, and those are areas also that I would like to cover, if not on this show, in a future show, uh, being safe and, and not being uh, in a state of fear. But um, we must also be uh, very cautious about our environment and, and know that indeed um, through meditation and prayer that we can uh, have ourselves protected um, by any negative energy. We can have ourselves protected by negative thoughts or should I say not allowing negative thoughts to come into our psyche and that can be extremely beneficial. Let me go on uh, to share with you some information. Uh, oh, let me actually back up a minute with Brother Hubbard. Uh, he talks about zinc, 
and stocking up on zinc lozenges. And it, he said it's been proven to be effective in blocking the coronavirus and most other viruses from multiplying in your throat and your nasal passage. Uh, use as directed several times a day when you begin to feel any cold-like symptoms beginning, it is best to lie down and let the lodges dissolve in the back of your throat and your nasal passages. And he talks about a product, which I'm not going to mention at this point, uh, but do you go, do your due diligence and find out which zinc lodges uh, would be of most benefit to you. Uh, my wife and I, we also found out information about using lemon pills and hot water, uh, using a vaporizer. But what we use is actually a can, a pan of hot water. We cut the pills up, uh, the, the lemon pills, and, and, and place that in the pan when, after the water has boiled. And you, just, you do this as soon as you come back into your home from outside. And God forbid that you might have any uh, coronavirus uh, 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 inside of you, inside of your nose or ears or what have you, but by holding your head over this, this pan with the steam coming up into your, into your nostrils uh, and, and over your full face for at least 10 minutes, as much as you can stand in terms of holding your face, but do it at least three times repeatedly, that should uh, get rid of any uh, droplets or any uh, lingering aspects of the coronavirus. So these are various things in which uh, you can use without having to spend money or any outlaying a large sum of money. And these are household remedies. They go back ages. And I just want to mention with that um, the safety factor. Please be careful when you're steaming your face. And uh, what we do is we put the pot in the sink so that it's down low and yeah. there's, no, there's no chance of, you know, the pot spilling, you know, spilling on you or sliding off the stove or something. Don't do it on your counter. You know, put right. it down in, in the sink and exactly. be safe. Anything you do, make sure that you exercise safety. Yeah, you know, I, I'm happy you mentioned that, hon. Uh, you don't have the pot on the stove. Once it boils, turn off the fire, turn off the flame. And, and, uh, and as she said, take it to your sink and then start the inhaling process. Uh, yeah. And steam can burn your face. Right. So exercise great care. That's why we are not recommending anything. We're just giving you tips of things that we do. And, I'm, you know, we're trying to be as thorough as possible in describing it. We don't want to make it sound, you know, like some people say, well, yeah, of course steam is hot. You know, what do you think, we're stupid? No, it's not about that. Because sometimes we just don't think. And especially since we're not, you know, on television or somewhere to demonstrate, mm -hmm. right? Yes. This, is just vo this is just vocal. Mm -hmm. So we want to be as explicit as we can with our explanations, being we're not able to demonstrate for you, for you to see what it looks like. Good point. Absolutely. Good point. Yes, indeed. So, uh, yes, we always should use caution. Uh, and and uh, those of us have to be mindful, those of us who have children, uh, especially infants, we have to be very careful in terms of uh, 
uh, we were mentioning earlier about using alcohol. You know, you want to keep your uh, containers of alcohol out of harm's way for your children. And pets. And pets, for that matter. Yes, indeed. Uh, we can't emphasize that enough. Um, we have the, the potential to really uptick our uh, lifestyle in terms of caution and in terms of having, uh, incorporating various beneficial health habits into our lifestyle. I, I've been looking at quite a few shows, and they're talking about the coronavirus uh, on YouTube, uh, on the news, and various uh, uh, stations. But it seems as if they're not really talking about health uh, modalities, uh, how to be cautious in terms of not just protecting yourself from the virus, but also having a healthy lifestyle. So, you know, I don't know why that's the case such as we were mentioning earlier about food delivery and going into um, delicatessens and, and takeout restaurants, or restaurants that are only allowing uh, people to take food out. Uh, they need to have uh, a sign not only that they cannot uh, allow people to come in to eat, to sit down, but uh, there should be a social distancing sign in place on the window or the door. Right. I don't think any, you know, I haven't heard anyone mention that, and, and that is so important. So the social distancing, you know, if any, you know, whoever is listening, if you don't mind mentioning it to the um, stores in your area, to please put a sign or have someone yeah. in the store mention, hey, you know, I know this is inconvenient, but we need to maintain six feet, you know, at least six feet between us, when you're waiting online, yeah. because otherwise, like, why, why do it elsewhere, and then you go into your store, and boom, you know, that just goes out the window. Mm -hmm. That needs to be practiced everywhere. But, you know, again, this is a pandemic, and, you know, people are panicking. No one has any absolute answers, and it's, it's up to people who are concerned to, we all need to do the best we can, and we all need to help each other. Yes. Everyone's not going to think of everything. Absolutely. You know, our elected officials are not going to think of everything Absolutely. because this is not the only thing that they have to think about. Right. So they're not going to, you know, if so, then maybe they might, you know, have a broader spectrum as far as ideas. Mm -hmm. But this is not the only thing they have to think about. This is the, you know, everyone is dealing in crisis mode right now. And we all know what happens when you're operating out of crisis mode. When you are operating out of crisis mode, your brain does not function the way that it would as far as critical thinking mm -hmm. when you're not in a crisis. Right. So we are in crisis mode, and people are not going to think the way they would normally think. They're not going to brainstorm. They're not going to come up with ideas the way they would if it was a relaxed situation. Yes, yes. And, and that's why it's important for everyone, like no idea should be stupid. Mm -hmm. Because that might be the answer, but people are, you know, so hypervigilant right now and trying to deal with this, they might not be thinking of it. Mm -hmm. That is why it's so important to share ideas. No, no idea, no suggestion no is question. Right. right. Yeah, no idea, no idea is insignificant. Yes, yes, very, very good point. Um, we, we have a problem within the government in terms of testing. And uh, I recently heard uh, a, couple, a day or two ago that, indeed, those of us who 
don't show symptoms of the virus, that we might want to not consider uh, going to the testing sites uh, because of the fact that um, we don't have any symptoms. But we could be asymptomatic mm -hmm. and not show any symptoms. Yeah. So there's a, a two-edged, uh, not two-edged sword, I don't want to use that expression, but uh, there's uh, two sides to that particular uh, premise. Uh, that you don't have to be tested unless you're showing symptoms. Uh, and but that and again that is because we're operating in crisis mode. Yes. If there was the facility to be able to test everyone, not only supply-wise but also manpower-wise, yes, we don't have the bandwidth for everyone to be yes. tested. Otherwise, that would have been the protocol. Absolutely, absolutely. So if you're not if you aren't showing any symptoms and and God pray to God that indeed you're not infected, then perhaps, yes, if you can, you might want to hold back from getting tested and allow those people who, who do have symptoms, it may be just a common flu or it may be an allergy, and that's another period, uh, another point to make also, that those that are about to be approaching the allergy season, and um, we're in we're, it. We're actually we're actually in it. In it. Yeah. Uh, so... Many people will be sneezing and, and, and having nasal drip and eye tearing and so forth. But from what I've heard, unless you have a fever and the, the average, the, the normal body temperature is 98.6, I believe, uh, unless you have a fever, then that would be cause for you to be alarmed. But in, if you're not someone who's, if you're near someone and they sneeze and they cough and, and their eyes are teary or whatever, uh, you don't want to be overly alarmed. You want to be cautious in saying, well, this indeed, they could have the virus. But bear in mind, though, that we are in the, uh, uh, the allergy season, and that could be part of the condition, a uh, reason for that person showing that, that uh, symptom. Uh, so we got to just be mindful of all these things. I know it's a lot for us to digest and what have you, but like when we first learn how to drive a car, ride a bike, swim, do anything that requires uh, multitasking, processing information simultaneously, and so forth, this is the mode that we have to be in. We have to be vigilant and, 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 and acute about so much information that becomes a normal processing uh, element within our psyche, within our lifestyle as we interact with ourselves and each other. I mentioned ourselves, which I want to get back to meditation. Uh, we, we have to be so mindful about how important it is for those of us to remain as stress-free as possible. And uh, I know the show, we were talking about how to deal uh, with uh, the, the challenge of being isolated at home, and there are various things in which you can do. Um, in our family household, we, we meditate every morning. We, uh, we, as a matter of fact, all during the course of the day, uh, we meditate. I know that I do. Uh, we, we have access to information that uh, one can, and I think our ancestors did this as we were close to Mother Nature, working the earth, you know, growing crops and so forth. We were in a meditative state. Uh, living here, going fast forward to 2020, where you have this transportation and so forth, uh, one doesn't have the wherewithal to be inclined to meditate. What we do is we allow uh, an outside force, music of various genre, to 
put us at ease. And indeed, with technology, we're allowing certain devices such as the cell phone, such as the internet, such as uh, social uh, networking to give us a sense of uh, relaxation Remember and low out stress. We're oh, old yes. enough that we remember when everybody's walking around with Walkman. Yeah, I remember <laughs> when they first came out. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when we all had a beepers. There was a, and, yeah. You know. So for relaxation, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were walking around with Walkman. And, you know, the thing of it is, I just want to interject, that's part of self-care. That's part of well-being. Yeah, absolutely. That is part of well-being. So we might be on self-quarantine, but, you know, as a suggestion, Try to get some you time, mm. you know. Try to get some you time. Do you. Take that bubble bath. You know, light a scented candle if you have scented candles. Absolutely. Right? Do something to calm whatever works to calm you down and to alleviate that stress, right? Yes. Anything to do to mitigate that stress, do that. Take a bubble bath. You know, if you, you take a bubble bath, put on some nice music. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, the sister, um, uh, Sister Fox, she recommended that uh, one take steam baths. And, and we were talking about uh, uh, having a pot filled up with steaming water yeah. and steaming your face. Well, she says if you can, to take steam baths as much as possible. There's various types of holistic baths that one can take, from uh, lemon pills and salt water to lavender, tincture, and Lavender is wonderful. uh, Yes, there's so many things that one can use to place one in a certain state of of consciousness, in a certain vibration. And I want to interject once again, if you don't mind. Sure, sure. Check with your, I know these sound like simple things, but better safe than sorry. If you're not accustomed to doing these things, Check with your licensed medical practitioner, a phone call, an email, whatever you need to do to get in touch with your doctor, because some people have adverse reactions from even doing things like taking an Epsom salt bath. Yeah. And uh, some people, if they have high blood pressure or hypertension, they're not able to use certain bath salts and whatnot. So, again, you know, we don't know what your medical condition is. We're not medical doctors. We're not here to recommend, diagnose, or anything like that. Right. But we're giving, we're just giving these tips of things that may help you relieve some of the anxiety during this pandemic. But don't just automatically go and do what we talk about if you haven't done it before. Yes. You know, because yeah, many people can have adverse reactions, and even things like lavender. I love lavender. Someone else might be allergic to it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I don't want anyone to say, oh, Doris said go and use some lavender. No, check with your medical practitioner. I'm just telling you what I do. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I pray that it will work for you too. I really do. It works for many people. But we can't assume and we don't know what your, what your individual situations are. Yes, good point. Excellent yeah. point. Excellent point. Yeah. Uh, Along with uh, the fact that I was mentioning exercise before, uh, many of us are going to be inclined to sit more so than we ever have in the past. And uh, the time, those of us who at one time commuted to work, we had to get up and go through our usual process of, you know, bathing and eating breakfast and so forth, walking to our car, uh, to the subway or train or bus, and then to work. 
and that was a certain amount of exercise that we we incorporated in our morning uh, journey just to start the day. But since many of, most of us are at home now, uh, many of us are inclined to just go right to our computer to log on to Facebook or some other social media, uh, to use our phone and call our family and friends, and uh, to be, be, be a sedentary in terms of just staying in a, in, in a prone position in your seat without uh, your body really being challenged to uh, exercise uh, those muscles which normally would be exercised. So we need to be mindful of the fact that I've heard different schools of thought that suggest that every half an hour to every hour that you get out of your chair and walk and move around. Or even just stand. Or just stand, for that matter. There's a certain uh, school of thought that says that if you stand while you're working, that that can be beneficial. Well, and people do that at certain offices, especially the dot-com companies. They were the first to really embrace these new uh, technological, uh, what is it, uh, work psychological benefits of how to work more effectively. Um, so those workstations that you can lift your computer yes. so that it's at a better level for you to work with when you're standing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, indeed, whatever height is recommended, Again, you have to exercise your research to find out what is the level because posture is very important, you know, standing up straight, uh, which brings me into the subject of yoga. Uh, I'm sure most of us who are listening know about yoga, perhaps more so than others, but uh, that's something to go to YouTube about and to research and to find out as much as you can about the benefits of yoga. Um, I've been practicing yoga off and on. Uh, my wife and I, we do the sun salutation. Log on to Google, go on to YouTube, tube, and find out what is a sun salutation. That's sun, S-U-N, salutation, S-A-L-U-T-A-T-I-O-N. And that is about maybe four or five movements uh, which uh, uh, are incorporated within that movement. And it bends the spine, it, it, you bend down, you lay flat on the floor, you do what they call a cobra stance and whatnot. And if you do that, like once uh, every morning, uh, three times, it repeats, five or ten repeats, the more you do it, the more repeats you'll be able to do it in comfort. The body will benefit so much just from that one exercise in and of itself. So, again, uh, I will be recommending... Uh, on our show, on my show, uh, various exercises in which you might want to consider incorporating into your lifestyle so that indeed you can uh, be healthier and stress as much stress-free as possible and also not just for your own benefit but for you to be able to share this with your family, friends, and associates for their benefit as well. So uh, regarding... Uh, how to spend your time at home. Um, my wife and I were talking about book clubs, uh, uh, dealing with uh, forming a club amongst yourselves. And I, I don't know, with five people, ten people, whatever a number is uh, comfortable. Again, you want to research that. Go to Google and find out how to start a book club and what's the recommended way to do that. And there's some recommended, uh, there's some wonderful articles on um, the internet articles as well as uh, 
videos as to how to start a book club. And, and one aspect of a book club that I enjoy is how whoever starts it doesn't always have to be the host. Exactly. Different people Absolutely. can host it. And what, whatever, whatever you decide as a group when you get your group of people together who want to be part of the book club, um, whatever you decide, you know, that's the way it could go. And even that doesn't have to be carved in stone. Mm-hmm. You might have a book club for a few months and decide, oh, now we want to do it a different way. Yes. So there's no right yes. or wrong. It's just, you know, go with the flow. And the, the key is to whatever you decide, enjoy it. That's the key that during this time. Enjoy it. Try to be as happy as you can. Smile. Sing. Sit on the floor with your kids and sing. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to sound like a choir. Sing silly songs. Have fun with each other. I'm happy you mentioned that. You know, get some friends together on Skype. Yes. And sing or something and, and just, just have fun. Exchange ideas. Yes. Well, I happen to be an African drummer. My, my wife is a musician. She plays several instrument, instruments as well as myself. But the uh, drum is, one of, is my main instrument uh, in which I uh, promote and play. I play at funerals and uh, weddings and uh, political events and, and drum circles, etc. And I've been doing this for a number of years, over 30 plus years. And um, we recommend that indeed that those of us of African descent and those who are of other uh, ethnicities, that uh, the drum be a focal point uh, within the family uh, because it's uh, connects with our ancestors, connects with the most high, and it's, it's, it stimulates the brain, left and right hemisphere, and spiritually it just has such an elevating effect, uh, a calming effect. Uh, I won't get deep into that right now, but uh, we'll do a special show concentrating on the drum, and I will have a, a guest or two or more uh, who are drum masters who we will be interviewing and you will have the opportunity to engage in conversation with them. But uh, also other instruments, uh, from piano to violin to guitar. Uh, my wife is a string instrumentalist. Uh, we also have a book in which we uh, published. We have a publishing company, Great Publishers, and the book is called titled The Stringy Situation, which can be purchased on Amazon, A Stringy Situation. And what it does, perhaps, honey, would like to share some information about Well, that? what I would like to share, because there's only about two minutes left to this yes. episode, yes. and uh, yes, I, you know, I am a published author of a children's book, A Stringy Situation, but what I would like to share um, before we go is um, I'm a Reiki master, and for those of you who are familiar with Reiki, I'm just putting it out there that for an indefinite period of time due to this crisis that we're all dealing with, I am offering free Reiki sessions. Now, here's the key, distant Reiki, because we're not, I'm not taking anyone face-to-face as a client. Free distant Reiki sessions until further notice, and you can arrange a session with me by going to my email address, ReikiDora at gmail.com, and that's Reiki, R-E-I-K-I, Dora, D-O-R-A, at gmail.com, and just arrange a session with me. Again, free until further notice, and I'm doing this due to the crisis that we're in. Um, Reiki is a Japanese method of healing hands-off, which can be transmitted distant 
in a you know, distance Reiki, and the, the um, name Reiki actually stands for Universal Life Energy. If you're not familiar with it, Google it, send me an email if you want more information, but right now, due to the limited time left, I can only talk to those who are familiar with it, and if you are, will, if you are willing to accept the energy, again, ReikiDora at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That was on my mind. I was going to mention that. The, um, the fact that indeed we are, uh, I am a martial artist and a Reiki practitioner, actually a, a, a master Reiki practitioner. And um, we have been uh, involved with this. I was uh, initiated uh, going back some 15 years ago, actually more than that. And indeed we find that there is a need for as many modalities of healing as possible. And Reiki is uh, a, a form of healing, which my, life, my wife explained earlier. And this is being practiced within the hospital uh, uh, community. We, we have major hospitals that offer that service to patients. Um, and just like acupuncture and acupressure, I will be having people coming on the show uh, who are actually holistic doctors, and they will be talking about that. Uh, we have a few minutes left. I have someone on, online. If you'd like to share uh, your thoughts, uh, please feel free. Hello? Hello, are you hi, there? Bobby, uh, hi, Bobby. It's Denise. I came in late. Oh, hi, Denise. Saying, great. How, how are you? Are you? So good to you. We're doing great, thank you. It's a pleasure to hear your voice. Uh, Dora is here as well. Hi, Dora. How are you? you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. I'm so sorry I joined late, um, so I missed a lot of it, but I can just continue to listen in. Well, you can archive. You know that you can archive and go back and listen to the entire show. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, thanks for, tu- right. thanks for tuning in. That's great. That's great. Thank you. So I'll continue to listen. Are you wrapping up now? Actually, yes, we are. Okay, great. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, You're welcome, and thank you for tuning in. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Yes, so, uh, again, uh, I'm so happy that uh, those of you have uh, tuned in and and, uh, logged into the chat room. I want to thank you so much for that. And we're going to be doing special shows, i.e., uh, Reiki uh, treatment and, and modalities, acupuncture, acupressure, uh, and a lot of these things you'll be able to do to yourself once you get trained and once you get uh, certified, etc., and initiated. So, again, thank you so much for, uh, for tuning in. And we end our shows just like we begin, like... Um, giving homage to the Most High uh, and our ancestors and those uh, of us who practice whatever religion or spiritual orientation, we thank the universe, we thank the Eurisha, we thank the guardians, the angels, the deities, uh, and all of the, uh, uh, the energies that give us guidance and support in all of our endeavors. So I end by saying, uh, Hotep, Alafia, Assalamu alaikum. Shalom, Namaste, 
peace, love, and blessings to all. Thank you.